What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Nick Cantrell. Roger May. Johnny Morales. Bruce, and as always, is... I have a new mic tonight. Jonathan and I switched. Yes, I got the one that hopefully will not clip every time I'm really loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So, uh, say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Thank you. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review and spoilery podcast, so beware we'll try to give you enough heads up we typically review a marvel book a dc book an independent book along with a graphic novel we will let you know what's going on in the world of comics or johnny will yes uh we'll answer some questions and we're going to do some trivia and give you guys some opportunities to win some stuff so without further ado johnny time for some news yes uh, the news this week starts off with uh, Supergirl and Super Sons cancellations confirmed. Uh, also, JLA, Titans, Teen Titans, Harley Quinn uh, are also uh, thought to be um, canceled because they don't have any solicitations. Uh, Things are getting reshuffled, though. Yeah. With that. Uh, and a lot of the cancellations aren't necessarily due to low sales. No, exactly. They, a lot of the creators have stressed that there's some sort of plan in place at DC. Whatever's going to happen after Metal, I think. In July. A relaunch. Yeah. Their Reboots, July maybe. Relaunch. I don't think it's a relaunch. <laughs> Just it's a kidding. relaunch. <laughs> it's not a reboot. Yeah, Let's no. not use the R word already. Uh, yeah. Um, Bombshells United also will be entering its final arc and will be ending after 50 issues uh, with both of the series. And that's the – well, there's uh, some other DC news is uh, that Benjamin Percy is taking over Nightwing in May mm-hmm. uh, after Sam Humphreys, I believe. Mm-hmm. Very short run from Sam Humphreys. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys are doing like an interim uh, run to kind of buy time for whatever whatever this thing in the summer or, you know, April, May, whatever. I think it was July, didn't they say? April, May, June, July, somewhere yeah. in there. In that four-month period, there's, yeah. there seems to be a lot of shakeups because that's when – April is when everything with Superman in action takes place, and Justice I believe League, yeah. the Justice yeah. League No Justice storyline takes place in there, which right. is post-metal, and whatever comes out of that, that's how come that's JLA probably is, the July, yeah, yeah, that's how come JLA is being canceled. There's a reshuffling of Teen Titans and JL stuff. They're big books. Yeah, something's yeah. going on. Something's going on. Uh, and I wanted to mention Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. It's an animated series at Disney. We don't know exactly XD? what. It's no. going to be Disney XD. It's probably yeah. going to be yeah. Disney XD, but they, uh, they haven't have. They be doing it for their streaming service. Right. They, they, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about They don't have a network or channel lockdown yet. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, probably Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. That should be fun. And probably one of the biggest news of this week is Marvel Comics announces a line wide overhaul uh, for 2018. Fresh start. Yes, a fresh start. (laughs) Roger? I've got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying um, to keep a straight face while I've been talking about that. (laughs) Looks like Marvel's fresh start won't be eliminating legacy numbers. Um, Some of them will be. Some of them will. Some of them will have uh, number ones, and some of them will have uh, both. So, so Donnie Cates is going to be on even more stuff now. Did you guys see that? Yeah. He's going to be on Venom. Be, well, no, he said, I'm not even done announcing books yet. Yeah, you're, well, he only has one book. <laughs> Jonathan, you're chomping on my news, man. Oh, What's the, what you doing? <laughs> anyway. you take, you, like, I, everybody has to know like how seriously you take curating the news now. 
It's his thing, guys. There's yeah. five pages. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh God. John, you okay? You got Hey, hey, I'm in page. Machine, I'm go. on page two already. Uh, anyway, um, Marvel also with that relaunch is relaunching Black Panther uh, with a new number one from Tanahisi Coates. Uh, Venom is getting a new writer and artist team, uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Good team. Uh, hell yeah. Um, and the fresh starts also including a, a new Avengers number one by Jason Aaron and Ed McGuinness. Another great team. Yes. Uh, and Ed McGuinness will be on for six issues. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Look, I love Ed McGuinness. Then they'll get McNiven only, yeah, if for not six three. issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't stay on for long runs anymore. Him and McNiven. Um, don't, don't do it. Uh, According to IGN, uh, the new Avengers team will follow the uh, new Avengers title will follow the storytelling format from the writers' run on Thor: God of Thunder. Um, new Avengers. The, the, the Avengers, <laughs> the new <laughs> Avengers <laughs> title. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, it, it's going to keep going back and forth between Avengers one billion 10, BC 000. or one million BC, uh, and the uh, you know present day Avengers. Uh, and it'll all be tied together uh, by a common thread uh, in the Dark Celestials. Basically what they set up in the Legacy, Legacy number one. Same with Black Panther. Black Panther's going to space. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Wasn't uh, he already in space? In Legacy. Oh, yeah. God. And that's the uh, that's the fresh start news. Um, and now we have Image News, which they uh, unveiled more than 20 new titles at the Image Expo. Um, some of the highlights include Blackbird by Sam, Humf- Sam Humphreys and Jen Bertal, which is uh, Harry Potter meets Riverdale. Uh, Dead Guy Fan Club by Annie Wu. Um, Death or Glory by Rick Remender and Ben Gall, yes. which that should be uh, pretty good with that Ben Gall art. Uh, Echo, L- Echo Lands by J.H. Williams and Hayden Blackman. Uh, Farmhand by Rob Guillory, which it follows Ezekiel Jenkins, a family man and new agrarian who returns to his family fields. But these nightmarish crops give a new meaning to ear of corn and fingerling potatoes. Rob Guillory was the artist on Chew, guys. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's doing the writing <laughs> and art. It's his own. Pr- We're going to probably see a lot of that because I think Ryan Otley's going to do the same now that he's done with Invincible. Yeah. Uh, and um, two more. Uh, Leviathan by John Lehman and Nick Patara and Mark, Mike Garland. Uh, and that's a group of millennials try to do black magic ritual for laughs and end up summoning a demonic giant monster. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Those damn millennials. Um, <laughs> and then the last book that uh, I wanted to highlight, it's What's the Furthest Place from Here by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Matthew Rosenberg from Four Kids Walk Into a Bank and many um, some good, I think he's doing uh, Marvel titles right now. Um, and yeah, those are the books for, uh, well, some of the new books, five of them, I think were spawn books. I didn't want to mention them, but yeah. Sorry, Christian. I, uh, I found a piece of Marvel you missed. Uh, the free comic book day issue of Avengers is going to be Jason Aaron and Sarah Pacelli. Yeah. I admitted that. Mm. That'll be good. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. Is that it? Is that everything you got? That is everything. Five pages. All done. Big news week. Big news. That was a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff happening. What was the new series that uh, Olivia Coppell is on? Oh, the the new order or Magic Order. Magic, Magic order. order. That'll yes. be good. With Mark Millar. Yeah, that'll be good. That looks Olivier Coppell that looks and killer. The ju- just that solicit page get, had me excited. <laughs> yeah. So that team is just like another great team. If yeah. Millar doesn't. <laughs> 
Sure. A deep and interesting story. Well, that's guaranteed, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if he doesn't, if he jumps the shark in like old Malar way, if he but jumps I, the shark in new Malar way, I might be okay with it. But I, I can't wait to see Coypool sharks <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah. on page. You know, this is very true. So okay. One thing that he seems to have been doing really well lately is writing for the artists he works with. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure that'll be a quality series. Yeah. So. All right, uh, let's move on to some questions. Uh, you got some questions? I got some questions. Who do you want to go first? Um, you go ahead. Uh, Blake, for our first question, you All actually right. sent in an easy one. Uh, what did you guys think of Black Panther if you saw it? I haven't seen it yet. Blake, you know this. Great movie. Dug it. Yeah. It's, it's game-changing. It's one of the best movies I've seen in, in years. It's empowering to both, uh, you know black people and women it's it's like nothing that i've seen in a long time i think i think particularly with that one especially in the mcu uh that was one of the more thematically rich movies there's a lot going on yeah. in that and yeah multiple viewings and help. we finally get a good villain best villain of the mcu is he actually a villain though right uh, i don't yeah. yeah i mean that that's it's a little more complicated yeah. than yeah. that that's i don't um I'll and I think I think we'll see him again. I don't think oh. he's, you know, I, because he drank from the heart shaped flower. Is that significant? Uh, no, I'm just I'm not Spoilers. I'm not going to go any further. I th I think it's the best <laughs> single hero MCU movie. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a great origin story. Um, it's really good. I, I think I I thought it it was it was it was a great movie, um, but it it was a little long. And it was a little slow in points. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, it's a great origin story. Yeah. Um, you've got some great character development in there across it, the board. It felt a grounded. A slow build to a phenomenal final act. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So definitely, definitely worth the uh, full admission. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to go, Roger? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll go ahead and go. We got a question in front because this follows up on some of Johnny News. Um, question from Nelson Carvalho. Uh, hey, Nelson. He wants to know um, has DC, and this kind of goes to what we were talking about before the show. Mm -hmm. um, he wants to know if DC has lost, if we, what we think about uh, whether or not DC has lost momentum from rebirth and is uh, does marvel seem to be passing or surpassing no, no, dc no, no. <laughs> with titles like doctor strange thanos punisher x-men red um cat america old man hawkeye there's a lot of good stuff coming out of marvel um and uh he goes on uh to say later the delay to doomsday clock has had it seems to have had a big effect on dc's momentum um and he says don't get me wrong marvel still has a problem with their flagship books and events yes but marvel is getting better yes okay that's a lot to unpack <laughs> <laughs> um i'm 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 really optimistic about where marvel's going with their storytelling um i, I haven't read all the books he's mentioned but i've read a few um, I'm really digging Avengers No Surrender. I think Doctor Strange is one of the better books out yeah, there now. Absolutely. Um, the main Doctor Strange <laughs> book. Um, 
Not this Nick Spencer coloring the, uh, one. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. I think Slot's going to nail it on his his final run yeah. uh, or his final story arc. Um, whether or not I, I'm not sure Marvel surpassed DC with their storytelling. I, if anything, I think that they're they're drawing on par. Uh, it's too soon. It, it, it's very soon. Yeah. Um, the thing that troubles me most is most is this relaunch, and I think that they could have continued with the current numbering. You know, my whole thing with Marvel was just tell better stories, and you'll you'll write your ship. Um, the fact that they you know feel the need to go back to all new number ones just six months after they completely you know changed everything up with legacy um troubles me and i'm still waiting on an apology so um, well, you won't get but I, I, I have hopes. got fired yeah <laughs> axel um axel. we'll see um I, i'm i'm optimistic for marvel i was telling matt before the show i actually think that that this relaunch has a better chance of pulling more customers in than than previous ones um We'll see, we'll see. But I think their storytelling, their storytelling is getting a lot better. Um, but to you know, to say that DC is plateaued, no, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think they're still firing on all cylinders. Yep, absolutely. Johnny, the, ma- the majority of DC's books are still telling great stories, so yeah. it's yeah. hard to say plateaued. They're they're still good. Yeah, I'm not sure that, you know, this is a weird time that we live in with comics because there has been so much rebooting on the Marvel side. Um, I mean, DC had New 52 in 2011 and Rebirth in 2017, 2016. Um, But but there is, you know, I think you do have this phenomenon where, you know, it's rebooting is you know it's it's kind of fanning the flames of readership and collectability um maybe maybe it's the case that a lot of readers out there want thing want it to start over they want if you get 50 issues into a book is it stale i I don't know i don't think so Mm -mm. um I don't know. I, it, it's going to remain to be seen. I think I think DC's still killing it with their stories. Yeah. Um, the uh, the new age of DC heroes is actually doing really well. Yeah. Sales like wise, some of those. Um, every one of those titles has outsold our highest ordered Marvel book. Nice. Which book so, is that? Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. If you don't count Star Wars. Yeah. Marvel Universe book. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. Oh. Um, just looking at that, I mean, I, I still, I'm still waiting for the Marvel customers to come back into the shop. And there's definitely, I mean, one of the hottest books on online this week was Amazing Spider-Man. You've got um, this storyline pulling together Norman Osborn with the Carnage symbiote. Oh, so cool! And yeah, huh. a great idea. Red great Goblin. idea. <laughs> the issues have been selling out. I know Marvel's been really tight with their print runs. <coughs> Uh, but they've been selling out before launch day. Um, but to be honest, you know, we only had three guys come in today. You know, 
looking for Amazing Spider-Man, and it was blowing up the internet. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it it remains to be seen. I, I think that the relaunch will help Marvel, um, but I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't uh, say DC's plateaued. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, you know, like I told you before, I, I was all in on Rebirth, and I was saying that Marvel's not good. But as of late, reading most of the Rebirth titles, I felt like I wasn't enjoying them as much as the Marvel titles. Um, Why is that, Johnny? What that's personal bias. Yeah. Be- because I'm a hipster, apparently. <laughs> 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 no, apparently. The See, snap. the thing is, but like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not enjoying Nightwing or Green I Lanterns. It. Dude, or I get it. It's, yeah. it. If it's not your jam, it's not your jam. Yeah. I get it. I just want you to admit it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I feel like with, with DC's books, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm being pushed out by them kind of not – pandering but kind of like saying oh look at this stuff from before. you just don't like events and they're doing two events right now well not not, <laughs> not just that it's just like oh do you remember this group of characters i'm like no no i don't and i don't get excited for it you know <laughs> i think that that's what's like Johnny, that's kind of what goes on in marvel half the time though. well yeah that's yeah. why i don't read like the avengers books really you know you look at all the other smaller titles you look at hawkeye like you look strange? at moon girl and the doctor strange yeah i didn't care for the century but it's a great story I know who the Sentry is, though. But, like, Moon Girl and a lot of these B-Heroes came from that big Inhuman event a couple of years ago. Right, yeah. You look at Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, uh, Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, whatever. All these small titles that aren't selling big in print, uh, I feel like are better than most of DC's books that are not Superman and Batman. Well, that was, I, I think, by and large, you know, that was an experiment by Marvel, though. Uh, with I mean, this new with this new relaunch, I'm I, I, I'm not sure that there's going to be any SJW anywhere to be seen. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll continue with some of it. But uh, like I think that would I think that bad. would be a very bad decision from Marvel because most of their comics are, at least the uh, quote unquote SJW comics sell digitally. And if they were to cut those off, then they would lose a lot of sales. Because I mean, I've mentioned it before, Miss Marvel outsells Spider-Man uh, uh, digitally, you know, oh. and that's crazy. That's crazy that I can do that. Squirrel Girl uh, has more, well, it's about to yeah, have more. Maybe, than, maybe they'll only produce that stuff as digital only yeah. content. Yeah. that And that would kind of, you know, suck because some <clears throat> people do want the physical stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it, it's kind of like I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, DC has plateaued or whatever, um, but I feel like they're not expanding as much. And sure, you can say that Marvel cancels. New Age bo- of Superheroes. R- well, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually and pretty good. they have good. a relaunch coming up, too. Do so. they really? Not a relaunch. It's just <laughs> not a reboot. Yeah. It's the next phase. I'm I'm excited for relaunch. the I'm, I'm excited Number for one. this relaunch. There's no reboot. Well, the only reboot. one I know of is uh, is um, Superman, Superman Justice League. Right. Whatever's going on with the JL books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. books are gonna get reshuffled okay. and probably go back. As I said, it's not a reboot. I, yeah. reboot. I wish Marvel wasn't so. Well, it's not line wide. <laughs> no. it's, it's several titles. I wish yeah. Marvel wasn't so trigger happy with canceling books, um, because you know that sucks. Like they cancel thirty thousand or twenty thousand uh, selling copies books, and that you know sucks. Um, but like they would have canceled Squirrel Girl a long time ago, but they did really good in trade sales. And they really, they did. They, really were, they were good. Yeah. They were well written. Very Fun. good. But, you know, it's kind of like a mess. Like, there's a shift in the industry right now where it's just like 
what's going on, what is selling, what is not, you know? And we can't really know for sure without all of the numbers. All right. This piggybacks off of kind of what we were talking about. Aaron Candelari wants to know what your highest selling book is, Roger, in the shop. Hmm. Not a not a mini series, I guess, or maxi series title. Our highest ordered book, yeah, hands down, is Doomsday Clock. Wow, hands down, hands down. Next closest thing, forty percent more copies than metal. Wow, jeez, that's a lot. Yeah. So, is metal the next highest? Um. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh. Now and, and Doomsday Clock may come down. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with um, it going to every other month. I don't. I mean, I, I think that you will lose some steam there, but I, I, that's mostly a factor of people not being able to keep up when it, when it comes out. So if they're not here that week, they may be here, you know, a month after. Going, oh hey, you know. When is this coming out? Yeah, you know, it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but right now, Doomsday Clock and Metal are our two highest selling books. After that, it's Batman. Um, yep. Which is always, you know, I mean, for any shot because if you Batman. just go with if you just go with ongoing series, it's Batman. You know, um, highest selling Marvel book right now is still Star Wars, and then Darth Maul. Hmm. In, in our shop so you know uh no sorry Darth vader vader, vader. Yeah, vader. Like, oh, vader. Oh, it's like one of my least my favorite ones mixing, <laughs> up, mixing up my sith um and yeah that re- yeah. like the things that you're saying are reflecting the diamond numbers like the january is like doomsday clock metal batman batman and then we get to walking dead and avengers yeah and then you know, walking dead we've lost I'm, I'm i'm surprised that walking dead has stayed as high as it has Eighty two thousand in january yeah um there's there's a lot of people still i think speculating on that series because in our shop and actually when i was talking to phil from mycomicshop.com back in december they've they've seen a drop off in uh in walking dead sales too uh, and they're the largest online retailer in the world um, both for comics and trades and t- trades we've seen a huge drop off uh in walking dead um and that started over a year ago yeah so yeah um, i remember like a couple of years ago like walking dead volume one was always in the top 10 trades or whatever just like selling yeah. every month yeah um and and the walking dead comics yeah you know, we used to we used to order probably double what we do now um but best-selling indie books are uh saga, saga yeah. um east of west black monday murders mm. any anytime lady mechanica comes out mm. uh Good. that's that's Makes in our top happy. yeah so, um, Lady Mechanica. I mean, if it was con- if if it was an ongoing series, it would be consistently a top five for us. Um, huge readership on that book, which yeah makes Excellent. me happy. So anyway, uh, and then finally, Aaron wants to know for the entire table, 
What is your secret to committing to a pull list with other bills? I need to know your secret. Has it become as important as a car payment? Yes, Aaron, it has. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> you find a way. If it means one less cop cup of coffee that week, so be it. Yeah, the secret is you pull trades so you don't have to get stuff every week. Yeah. Like you, you start a podcast <laughs> so you can get a better discount. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Matt's point is an excellent one. Yeah. I think that there, you know, there are some some series that definitely read better. Yeah. In trade form, some it, series. Then it's every six months you you're pulling one book for you know, that series. You know, you could, you know, you could follow. You know, you could take a dozen series um, that maybe you want to follow uh, in trade, and you can guarantee that you know once a month or you get something you're you're gonna you're gonna have a book that comes out and you know it's it might cost you like 12 bucks and they're normally the trade is cheaper than buying the issues individually yeah most of the time yeah i know for um this might sound sacrilegious but for doomsday clock i'm starting to get the feeling that that would be better just read in one sitting yeah because there's so much going on in there <laughs> well that's why i'm waiting for metal too. i i have metal to metal i haven't had that is like I, just, I gotta get it like i have to get metal <laughs> With doomsday clock, i have to read that issue and then i have to dissect it and then i have to go back and i have to read the original watchman uh, issue, issue that correlates yeah. like to, so if it's like you know don't say clock three it'd be Watchmen number three sure sure like, that. like I have to do that. and then I want to sit down and just read all of it <laughs> like I I I went full tilt with that <laughs> so that's I that's understand awesome. your, yeah. your side I do. But, oh. There was. And I was trying is, to think one. There you're was gonna get the hardcover in like two and a half years, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's true too. <laughs> and it will be so worth it. Well, <laughs> well, back to the question though. Just in general, indie books read way better in trade than yes. single issues. Yeah, I was trying to think what was the one. There was one that we were talking about that I wish we had read in uh, trade form. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. If you remember. Remind me. Yes. Because we're going to go ahead and head over to the reviews now. Nice. So I guess I'm starting with DC. This week we are reviewing Super Sons number 13 by Pete Tomasi and I believe it's Carlo Barbary uh, filling in for uh, um, Jorge Jimenez. Hmm. Uh, This is the part one of The Parent Trap. Uh, Basically, Talia Al Ghul thinks that Damien's uh, talents are being wasted as he's going to school with John and decides that she needs him to come and help out. And John is, like, dumbfounded at the amount of people that Damien has apparently killed. So, and then the rest of the issue ensues. Uh, One of my complaints, uh, Lindsay Lohan is nowhere to be seen in this issue. That's true. They did not make make a single Lindsay Lohan reference throughout this entire issue. It was sad. The parent trap? There was like I know, an original but I'm trailer. not that old, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> people have access to Disney Channel. <coughs> I don't. I'm a cable cutter. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I enjoyed this, I but I enjoy this series as a whole. So um, I I dug the heck out of it. Carlo Barbary was a good fill-in for... Uh, I really like the art. Um, for uh, Jimenez. Jimenez. They have a very similar kind of fun, youthful, cartoony style. So yeah, I like the tone a lot. It was yeah. a fun tone. It's, and it's very fun. Yeah, exactly. Just a quick 
pick up and read and enjoy. Yeah. So Damien's a little turd though. Like <laughs> all throughout this book. <laughs> it's but it makes he's John the, that much more likable. Yeah. It, really it, does. it makes it clear that John has a crush on Damien. No. Yes. No, <laughs> Have you seen like, oh, where are you going? Can we go and They're buddies. Oh, no. you said John no. I thought you literally meant Jonathan, not Jonathan. No, that's Kent. what I thought yeah. at first. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Jonathan Kent totally has a crush on Damien. <laughs> no. Yep. They're dude, they're they're best bros, dude. Come on now. I was thinking more um uh of my some men with Lenny and um Oh god. What? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which nice. way did he go, George? Which <laughs> way did he go? <laughs> How did this remind you of Mice and Men? Uh, read it. Because, well. yeah, the characters. Uh, okay. They're both, there's the one who's the wisecracking guy who's in charge, and then there's the uh, dumb but extremely powerful idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Damien's a nerd and deserves to be believed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's just like, oh yeah, we read this. I'm like, oh come on, You're, I already don't that would like be you. you oh. No, hell no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not showing off in front of my classmates. What kind of? That's, is he showing off? He's not showing off. I think he is. I, I mean, I look at that. Your disdain for Damien is just palpable in every show we do. I think. I think too. I don't think it was to show off, especially with the line that he has, where he's. He's saying they should have read the book. No, because he, 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 he's an entitled. I, that, yeah, I don't think it's showing off at all. I think he's just he's just expressing his superiority over these other simpletons. Yeah, yeah, you know. And he's got a he's got a code that uh, if he was supposed to do something, he's got to do. Yeah, he takes care of business. Yes, whether business. it's in school or or in Gotham. <laughs> or. So I. Like I said, it's, how progressive of him! I I dig the heck out of this series. It's really fun. Um, Pete Tomasi, you can tell, uh, has a lot of fun writing two characters, how they play off of one another. Probably more, probably more fun than writing Clark and Bruce together is writing these two together. I can I can totally see that. So, um, but it it starts off uh, just this. I, I don't know if this is the final story arc. I'm assuming since they just announced the cancellations, probably be the last one. But I'm curious to see where this goes because they're already forming a love triangle between that girl, uh, Damien, and John. The girl at the beginning. Yeah, I mean the girl likes John, but John likes Damien. It's so just John not gonna. Be. <laughs> I think you have a crush. <laughs> no, not really. That no, was no, no, that was speaking of that. That was one of my favorite parts in the very beginning. They start the out with this argument, and then like, all right, see you tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're awesome. so adamant. Yeah, like kids. <laughs> no, it definitely was fun. Um, I just like to crap on Damien. I'm sorry, but no, it's 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 a fun book. It, it like clearly my favorite character in this is Jonathan. And he's just so happy all the time. He's and like you know I'm just I'm kind of kidding about the. John and Damien. One of the best things. new characters that came out of Rebirth was John Jonathan Kent. Definitely, for sure. Um, they took they they did it right and took the time to really build him. If only they could take Probably. out Damien. Yeah, but <laughs> Johnny, <Sorry>. if, <laughs> if if they write a book where where you have these two happy-go-lucky boys, you know, skipping through the daisies in every issue, it's not going to be a very fun read. You know, yeah, maybe okay, they maybe sense. they will kill him. Maybe I mean, that's you've got Super Sons. That's <laughs> the end of Super Sons. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
<laughs> just look at the flowers. I don't want yeah. to yeah. <laughs> just look at the rabbits, Jordan. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that uh, John's kind of oblivious to everything about Damien. He's like, wait, you killed people? Wait, you're in the League of Assassins? Like, he just doesn't know anything about his. Well, he's also that was like 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that no, that was how I was telling these guys uh, uh, before we began that my favorite part of this whole book was was where you know jonathan's like how how many people have you killed you know and he's like oh that's a whole other lifetime ago and jonathan's like you're 13 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a fantastic line um and then obviously the big little spoilers here the big cliffhanger is is in order to i guess to draw out the boys to leo Gould puts a hit on lois lane yeah so John is uh, a little upset at that at the end of uh, of this particular issue. So I look, I I'm curious to see what Pete Tomasi's going to do when this ends because I love his take on the boys. I was going to say, doesn't he call? Okay, he doesn't. One thing say, I doesn't call him mommy at the end too. <laughs> mom, mom. mom? <laughs> One thing I love is how limber uh, Damien is by just you yeah, know kick. kicking yeah. him, her uh, kicking Talia just vertically. Just like she's standing right behind him, and you can't do that. He's barely, no. he's barely a teenager. <laughs> he's still got all the flexibility, yeah. right? He doesn't have all those aches that come yeah. with age. The, he just has not had the years of lactic acid buildup in his body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would rate this book a five for me because I've enjoyed the series from from day one. So, Nick. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I think it was a strong issue, um, entertaining, uh, but I wouldn't give it more just because I would need to know more. There's a lot that uh, I don't know about what's going on in here, for sure. Uh, it's five for me, too. Um, I love everything about it. I love how it's written. I love the art. Um, for a stand-in, yeah, Barbieri's killer. Um, and it's just it's fun and i love the relationship i think uh tomasi just nails it you yep, know absolutely you can tell tomasi's a father of boys mm. I think <laughs> that honestly, like it shows i think i would give it a four uh i don't know why talia would go after lois lane but you know it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that mean? Is that what that's It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, there you have it, guys. Uh, we're going to go to our indie book, and Johnny's going to tell us about oh, do, that. Oh, I do have the indie book, you yeah. You do have the indie book. Uh, Hit Girl, uh, number one, a new number one by Mark Miller, I guess you guys say. Yeah, I guess it's Miller. Miller. I've been saying Malar. I've been saying Malar my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying Malar as well. Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Anyway. Um... Hit Girl needs a new sidekick, and she decides to uh, recruit a convicted serial killer? That's what it appears. Yeah. That's For the pitch. A week? Yeah. That's the pitch. For a week? Yep. It's it's Miller being Miller. Yeah. <laughs> like, the minute I got into it, I was like, oh, yep, okay. And, That's who and, this is. And you did mention before uh, we started recording that it does, r- the art reminds you the of. The art, does it not? Mike Henderson? My, it, like the a nail biter? Between yeah. Mike Henderson and Riley Rossimo. Right, yeah. Speaking of Riley Rossimo, him and Joshua Williamson just came out with a new book today. Anyway. Was that today? Yeah, it's over there. Deathbed, I think. Mm. 
Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but when I got into this, that's the immediate thought I had, was those two artists, like, kind of mixed, and that's yeah, what yeah, this yeah. is. So, um, I enjoy. it's weird. I enjoyed it. But you don't what like it. For what it was. Okay. You know, but it's... It's just filler. Like once, yeah. you, once you kind of get into his his thing, like with this universe with Hit Girl and, and Kick Ass and everything, it's kind of like okay, this we've, we've gone here before. Yeah, you know, um, I want him. I, if you're gonna do that, I want to see you take Hit Girl, you know, to new heights or you know somewhere else. And apparently, he's gonna do this globe trotting thing because it's Hit Girl in Colombia and then Hit Girl in Rome and Hit Girl wherever else he decides to to go. But. I don't know. I'm in the same boat. I, although it's... There's a couple of funny laughs throughout it. But, that, that Do they Miller, make you LOL? I don't I don't get why the lock has LOL on it. That's always been a Millennials. thing. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things was the, like we were talking about earlier, the weapons room. Yeah, it was favorite part, the hands down. You got the, the big friggin' 90s yeah. gun design up there, and then you have the buster sword from Final Fantasy on the wall. It's <laughs> so good. There's a lot of funny little, like... Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, funny little things. Uh, and I'm assuming that's Excalibur on, on the wall next <laughs> Yeah. And a scythe. And a scythe. Is that a gun or a tank? Well, that's a, that's my favorite part about it is that it's clearly meant to be on somebody's shoulder. Wait, but <laughs> exactly, but what? It's this so this dumb. book is is it knows what it wants to be. It's kind of being ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah let's just put in a bunch of guns, the whatever sword. I think if you're a fan of of this stuff, this is gonna be your jam. And mm-hmm. I think right. that was like, definitely that was definitely because I loved the first Kick Ass. When I first read that, I was blown away. But then I read the, the second one. I I liked the art on it. I liked the art on it. Stop it, John. But then I read the second one, and I was like, all right, okay, let's just turn everything up to eleven. And it just didn't. It lo- it totally lost me. It stopped being interesting or even uh, thought provoking. Yeah, th- this doesn't feel as serious. Serious. Serious? Serious. Serious as... Serious. Um, as Kick-Ass, uh, and I think I like that. It feels a little bit more silly and fun. Yeah. Like, I think with, with her, you have yeah. to kind of go that route. Otherwise, it can get really dark. I mean, look at the last page. It's just them having fun with... They're so excited. About to go murder... <laughs> yeah. They're about to go murder a lot of bad people. Yeah. At least they're um, bad people. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't murder good people. No. Well, that guy. Well, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I said, if you're a fan of this, of his stuff from before, you're. I think you're going to like this. But if it's not something that you dug before, then it, it's probably not. Yeah. If you, if you, like, if you saw the movie, I think you would like this more, like the first movie. Because the first movie wasn't as, like, serious and dark as the the comic book to me was yeah, a little was. bit more of a like, silly comedy like frame for frame. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I no. you look at, you look at what's his face is McLovin's character and he's like supposed to be silly and dumb. And in the first one, no, that was in one. He was, he, he was, was both. he was created at the very end of number one because they had the way. Yeah. And they, they put him in the, the first movie and it's just like silly. And it, the first movie was supposed to be more of a comedy than something serious. And I think that's what exactly this is. She recruits this, 
uh, nerd who's been getting bullied and you know to be the, her, to make him <laughs> the new kick ass <laughs> and he's just shoes. he's just he's scared like, no I don't I don't mind being bullied that much <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna go through the proper hey, channels hey, uh, <laughs> let me know my mom said she can drop you off anywhere yeah, he's calling his mom yeah. to get like out of the situation <laughs> yeah. so, like, there's like some funny stuff in yeah. it. There is, but it's just like it's very one note. Yeah, I guess you could. Say. I would. This would. Speaking of, this would be a good one that I would rather read as a trade. Yeah, mm. I think so. Following this would probably be a little exhausting. Yeah, especially if it wasn't on a consistent schedule. <laughs> yeah, which with Millar or Miller, that's uh, highly likely. But I, yeah, I, I think what you said, Jonathan, being it being one note summed it up for me. I think it's a one note world mm-hmm. that he created. Um, and it, I mean, look, he's having fun. I think the artist has fun with it. Um, there are readers that probably will have fun. But I, I like the first one and you know the first uh, Kick Ass. It hasn't done it for me since. So I liked the end that he gave the original uh, Kick Ass, Dave. I like that. I I never uh, read that. It it took him three, what, nine issue series to get there. Yeah. So the first one was pretty good. Second one, like you said, it was just kind of like, hey, we're just going to ramp this up even more. And you're like, okay. Especially considering, like, if you're going back to the one note conversation or the one note theory, then it's definitely you're trying to make the same point only louder and more in your face. Mm. It's like, all right. What would you guys rate this? Three and a half. Two and a half. Four and a half. I'm gonna go three. <laughs> Random. Yeah. It's look, it's it's not bad by any stretch. If you like Miller and you like Kick Ass and Hit Girl, you're gonna like the book. It's more of that. But if that's not necessarily like what you're after right now, it's you're probably better served getting something else yeah so oh yeah we didn't even mention this is the first one that they've had out on uh image Image. and not on icon oh Oh. i was thinking that but i wasn't sure well like (coughs) kick-ass number one last week was also out on image right yep yeah okay sweet the new i see his icon contract up then i assume oh yeah yeah. well he owned everything he just he ported everything with him over to over to image yeah cool so yes and netflix and Netflix it, owns Miller Wolf. No, I know, but it's crazy to me that they already have it for Netflix yeah. even before the comic well, comes Mark, out. Mark Millar, oh, yeah. I, I want to say Millar. Yeah. Mark say Miller Millar. That's okay. has been basically writing comics for movies. as treatments for movies yeah. and yes. television. Just pilots. Yeah, pilots. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, hey, this would be a good movie, guys. This would be a good television series. We like we've known that for a while since since Kickass got adapted yeah. to feature film. But I mean, I, I don't think you can say that about Hit Girl though, because you know since they're not making movies anymore, really. I I will bet you anything that that will end up on Netflix. They'll do a rebooted series or something. Maybe I could see him doing a Netflix series out of Hit Girl. The thing the thing is nowadays with especially with adapting comics and things like that it's almost better to do it high quality tv show than it is to do movie because you get to spend so much more time developing the story developing the characters and things like that that's the one thing that game of thrones walking dead all your big hit television shows like the high budget ones have proven even on netflix so i guarantee you like with the purchase of miller world we're gonna see a whole lot of his content like flooding your cues Mm -hmm. so 
Did you ever finish Huck? Yeah, I was current on Huck. Oh, so good. That might make a good yes movie. That and Starlight. I, I haven't read Starlight. Oh, you should read Starlight. Anyway. Huck, Huck is only six issues, so smaller yeah. ones like that I could see them maybe doing movies. Yeah. But like for larger properties, definitely. Sweet. Anyway. <coughs> uh, Roger. Yo. You want to tell us about our Marvel Yeah. Book? So, uh, Doctor Strange, Damnation, number one, uh, <laughs> written by Nick, uh, yeah, on the inside of the one, it says Donny Cates and Nick Spencer, but Nick Spencer gets front bi- uh, first billing on the cover. I think it's more of a Nick Spencer book. Of course. <coughs> um, art by Rod Reese. Um, okay, so um, as as always in, in the magic world of Marvel, using magic comes at a cost. In this case, uh, Doctor Strange uses an immense amount of magic to completely resurrect Las, Las Vegas, Vegas and all of Vegas? its inhabitants. Got, like, burnt it got in uh, from Secret, Secret Empire. Secret yeah. Empire. Oh, I'm not that far, probably. <laughs> um, so, uh, Doctor Strange resurrects the entire town, and the the price to be paid is hotel hell. managed by Mephisto and Doctor Strange goes in and he makes a bet with Mephisto to like leave how many times have my characters made made deals with the devil and not learned their lesson yeah 20 (laughs) (laughs) no 20 (laughs) that's how many times Shot clock. <laughs> 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 you asked the question, I had an answer, <laughs> man. <laughs> you asked the question, I had an answer. <laughs> but it was authoritative. Like you've twenty. Counted. You've yeah. done the math. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, I really, I really like the fact that they brought the dog back. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the best. They just that brought was him the back best part of the last issue in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like fully alive or just the ghost? Well, just the ghost. Just the ghost. That was yeah. just such a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. God I was so that was cool. I mean, it was cool. I, th- I think bringing it back as a ghost was, was, was yeah. spot on. I yeah. think that that's really cool. You still kind of, you know, because that was, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the final page on the uh, most uh, recent Doctor Strange, and I, like, Yelled in glee. It's so good. It's so good. I just read them all this uh, this morning. It's so good. Um, I outside of bats, I didn't care for this book that much. I don't. You know, it was it was really over the top. uh, With and there's there's uh, there's and they're bringing in other they're bringing in other characters into the story with. Ghost Rider and oh, Captain Roger. Marvel and Blade and well, Marvel the, horror Moon Knight. Yes. It's, well, they, they, I, but it's not very horrific. Give it a give it a second. Uh, <laughs> I it's written it's written way too lightheartedly for that. I love the if it was Donny Cates writing a dark Doctor Strange story. I, I, if it was if this book was tonally different, I think I might be all in. But I think it'll get there. I, I think because so too. because I think like Mephisto with his hotel hell or whatever. Hotel Inferno. It, right. Sorry. Hotel hell. Uh, <laughs> hotel Inferno is just like him being silly and you know Doctor Strange always trying to be the serious type. But I feel like with 
things coming up later it, it's just there's some horrific things happening you know people are literally being burned alive and and uh the some of the avengers are turning into like fire demons and things like that that i didn't get yeah really that felt out of place i was like okay well i thought my my i thought that they were just the cards that they were playing with Mm -hmm. and i think it's because they're like i guess sinning or something like that uh, cause like Mephisto's taking up I mean, everybody. I like yeah. people like doing the slightest thing. Cause he's like, it's all subjective. You yeah. Know, like yeah. At one point in the book, but I was just kind of like, okay. I, I, I thought it was too, I'm sorry, Johnny. I yeah. thought it was too lighthearted. I don't, you know, the whole thing with, I mean, Mephisto's kind of, you know, wisecracking, you know, he's, he's got people's souls, uh, in, in gold nuggets and, and in money, cold, gold bars. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I thought tonally it was way too lighthearted. Uh, I, I think one thing, especially in some of the the panels that they did, definitely has a Joker vibe. Oh, I, I mean, like, how he looks? yeah, like Absolutely. just visually, like uh, when his head is is right On in front the of the guillotine. guillotine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah and like then even yeah, yeah, exactly. It very very much so looks like it's yeah, uh, it, the it, based Rod off Reese, the man who laughs or at I least I believe Rod Reese is related to Ivan Reese. Oh, is he? They they worked at yeah. DC obviously. Yeah, it, it it feels like Mephisto feels like a kind of like a, a joker, you know, where he's causing a lot of trouble but he's happy doing it. But that's largely due to the how it's written, not yeah. so much how it looks. No, yeah, definitely. Um I don't know. I I enjoyed it. Definitely not as much as I'm enjoying Doctor Strange, but since this yeah. Doctor Strange is leading into this, I'm like, okay, I have to read this. I thought this was going to be like Donny Cates by himself, mm-hmm. and then Roger, what was it, yesterday you made the comment, you're like, oh. Nick Spencer. It's a Nick Spencer book. <laughs> you're excited about that? And I was like, well, my bar of expectations just got considerably <laughs> lower. I, I feel like if you didn't read the Nick Spencer book, you would enjoy this more. I, I Dude, dug this, it. I this, thoroughly enjoyed this, it. It's look. This wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Donny Cates had some hand in this, but this didn't read like the Doctor Strange issue we did. That was head and shoulders above this. It read like Thanos. This did a little bit. It felt like Thanos is all serious. Serious. I can't say that word tonight. I guess, <laughs> but almost everything around him is like lighthearted, especially that Ghost Rider. That's weird. Yeah, but it's really freaking good. Anyway, I don't think this is as good as Thanos or Doctor Strange. Uh, I do like the fact that Doctor Wong just closed the door on bats. And then he walks through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why knock? Why can't just, you know, I mean, scratch. Why can't you just go through in the first place? I guess he has, like, uh, Maybe he has to be invited. Manners. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I dug it. I thought it was especially going off the strength of, I mean, and that may not, that may have something to do with it going off the strength of uh, the the current Doctor Strange right. book that makes this one so much it's, better. But I think that there's a lot of potential in there. There's a lot of cool stuff. It's definitely not as good as Doctor Strange, but I think sure. for me to give it a, like a, a real look at it, I'd have to read issue two. I'm like, okay, this, if this is, if this continues to be like, just okay then you know it's probably not worth reading probably close to how i feel i'd have to give it another issue to really see how it because you know we don't get a whole lot we kind of get a tour of hotel inferno yeah yeah you know that's largely what's happening and and it's the deal being struck between dr strange and mephisto 
So not a lot happens beyond that. So I'd like to see more before I made like a judgment on the series, but just as an issue that will, and and that's this is the problem is the bar got set really high with Doctor Strange because of that one that we did Doctor was it number two or whatever the legacy number yeah that was number that was the second issue of Doctor Strange of Donny Cates yeah the bar got set extremely high there for me so I and I thought this was just Donny Cates you know doing something that was in the main Doctor Strange series I didn't realize that this was like a mini series yeah that, that, part. that's what I thought I too. thought it was like a story arc that that was what it was called in the main Doctor Strange series well the tough yeah, thing too is that they have several they have several spinoff books too for yeah. this I think a little series like Go- Damnation, Damnation Ghost Rider uh, no. all the magical nope I'm, heroes, not, yeah. right? I'm not even that then. I anytime I get more Man Thing, Blade, and Moon Knight, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, look, that team looks kind of cool, especially Iron Fist coming in as well. Like, it, there is yeah. like some geeky things that you're like, mm, yeah. I'd like to see. I love, I love the, but I just love the old Marvel horror stuff. It's yeah. awesome. I do like the the art. It's kind of all not all over the place, but it's more of a J.H. Williams or you know, kind of. Um, panels mm. that overlap with other panels and it's just crazy because you know it's I wouldn't go hot- as far as GH would. right well I'm, I wouldn't I say wouldn't as good I'm just saying like in that type of style I do love this Hotel Inferno thing what would you rate it four Roger two and a half 4.5 wow uh, I'm at three like it was consistent but it wasn't yeah like amazing I'm I'm definitely picking up the next one on that cool. one for sure. Uh, did you guys have a chance to read anything else? I know I didn't because I haven't even picked up my poll yet. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. That's okay. I haven't either. Uh, <laughs> I haven't either. Johnny won. What? 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 <laughs> what book are you going to recommend for everybody? One, so what, I wanted one, to rec- one. I wanted to recommend uh, an indie series. I was going to go with something obscure because obviously I'm a hipster, but uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just felt Glad like last week it didn't get the love that it needed, and I wanted to recommend Invincible to everybody. Ooh, yes. because uh, I signed up for and don't do this because it's a horrible service. Comicsology Unlimited has um, <laughs> uh, 10, <laughs> 10 volumes. If you sign up for their 30-day tri- trial, you can read 10 volumes of Invincible. And this book I read about yep, yeah, you did. 50 issues mm-hmm. between uh, l- last week and this week. And I have to say, it's one of the most amazing books uh, that was on the stands. It's It should have been celebrated last week, but I think we were just uh, too um, caught up on it, did it really end or whatever. It Best did. superhero anyway, book in the universe. It's probably, <laughs> yes, it's it's something that I, you know, I've uh, lacked uh, in mentioning. I know, it's just, <laughs> the thing is, you're, you feel like you're actually growing up with Mark Grayson when you read mm-hmm. this book. This, um, and I mean. You're on the journey with Mark through yeah, the series. Yeah, exactly. And I feel, I feel like it didn't get its due last week, and I just wanted to point out that you guys should be at least picking up Invincible Volume One and seeing if or Compendium or Compendium, you know, (laughs) and and like sign up for the really crappy Marvel uh, Comicsology Unlimited. It's really bad. Do not do that. But for a thirty-day trial, you get to read ten volumes of it. (laughs) Do it, man. Like, 
it's it's really good. I recommend Invincible. I recommend owning all of it. Yeah. Get the any way that you can. Come yeah. talk to Roger. Uh, I know like yeah. her <laughs> payment is plans. July. <laughs> right? Yeah. So So there's my Ooh. obscure indie book for good. this week. Good man, Johnny. I'm <laughs> proud of you. All right. Uh we're gonna go over to highlights. Uh not a whole lot from Marvel next week. We're this is what we're reviewing, correct? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be reviewing Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man, yeah. number three hundred. Yeah. Now we we you know we we reviewed. I think it was two ninety eight. Yeah. I think just because you, you had ago, uh, the Tinkerer ago. and stuff, and yeah. we were like, this doesn't feel like three hundred storyline, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Curious. Okay. We'll see. We got a couple of highlights from DC. We have Action Comics nine ninety eight. Ooh, Very close to, to 1, issue 1,000. Uh, we have Detective 975, another perennial kind of big celebrated number there. Is that th- still uh, every two weeks? Yes. Those are going to go every every two weeks until uh, 1,000. Oh, okay. Or at least Action will. And well, then once de- Bendis takes over, it's 1,000. I'm sure Detective will, so too. Detective, yeah. like, next year is going to get it to 1,000. Yeah. yeah. So we're probably going to like do Like next January or February. Yeah. Sweet. So and then and then this is a cool book that I forgot was even coming out, but I'm I'm curious about it. Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number one. <gasps> is so, that is that part of the the DC DC Zoom line? No, no right? No, okay. this is this is spinning out of what Dan Abnett's been doing in Aquaman. Okay. So I don't I think it's a mini series, correct, Roger? Yes. Okay. Cool. And then. The book we're reviewing from DC next week. This is one of the new series that I've been most excited for. The Terrifics, number what? one, by uh, Jeff Lemire and Ivan Reese. Who's on next week? Blake. Oh, again? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, is, that the one, <laughs> is that the one with the uh, Plastic Man coming yes. back? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Plastic yeah. Man, uh, Metamorpho, Phantom Girl, and Mr. Terrific. Sweet. I'm, in. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Count me it's in. It's basically <laughs> Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> It's by Jeff Lemire. There you go. So, um, yeah. And then, Indy, Roger, is this Alisic? Alisic Fall. Alisic Fall, number one. Yeah, it's a two-issue series. We may may do both of them, but, uh, yeah, well, prepare yourself, because it's like, I don't know, like a 60-page book or something. Oh, who's it by? So... Um, hold on a sec. I was pulling it up because I knew I knew that you would ask. Um, uh, Ubertus Rufelt. Okay. Ruflet. I don't. I don't know. Art by Heige Vote. Um, I don't know. I don't either. Um, what caught me was in the solicited said for fans of Neil Gaiman and Tim Burton's The Corpse Bride and Nightmare Before Christmas. Cool. Um, Color me intrigued. Here's the okay. So here's the solicitation. When Alisic wakes up alone in a cemetery, she thinks she's in the middle of a nightmare. Terrified, uh, she flees into the night, but realizes she is invisible to everyone she meets. She really is dead, with no memory of how it happened, and only the words of the other ghosts to help her unravel the mystery of her afterlife. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, cool. Um, that's the cover art. You, okay. you guys at home can can uh, Google it looks that. It's like like that that doll series brats. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see that. <laughs> when you got and you got the two two paisley cats down there. <laughs> That's 
Which is you had me at cats, right? <laughs> and at cats and Paisley, uh, and Brad's <laughs> um, Tim Burton. <laughs> no, it looks like it looks like and and look, I mean, uh, yeah, Neil Gaiman and Tim Burton. I'm down. Okay. So you get you get it, and I, and that made me curious too. Look, you tag two names like that onto a book for fans, and it's like, okay, those are big shoes. Um, yes, and so we'll we'll see whether or not uh, these guys live up to it. Okay, cool. I'm down. All right, Nick. You're All, up. All right. Uh, finally, we've got Lady Killer Volume One um, out by Dark Horse Comics. Story by Joelle Jones and Jamie Rich, with art by Joelle Jones and colors by Laura Allred. Uh, it follows the life of a. Uh, a uh, housewife who we later find out is a contract killer. Uh, and in the thinks, 50s, right? Yeah, in the, no, this actually, I was looking at it, 1962, because oh, that's 62. a very specific reference they make to the World's Fair. World's Fair, that's right. Um, mm. But uh, things end up going sour when she sort of gets a, a hit contracted on herself. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's so cool. It was a lot of fun. Did yeah. you recommend this book? I do. Absolutely. No, I'm saying, did you? Oh, yes. I highly recommend this book. Excuse me. <laughs> no, he, no, 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 he's no, asking no. if you recommended it to yeah. read for the podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. Why did you pick it? Oh, no. Uh, you know what? Did I? My wife did. <laughs> no, I think it was Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Because Roger, uh, Roger was asking me uh, what we would do, and I originally... Uh, uh, Frank Miller's Born Again, the Daredevil run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be cool. But he didn't have it in the shop. And then Vanessa, my wife, was like, oh, you should try Lady Killer. And I was like, you know what? I should. And uh, I'm really glad I did because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get your wife to come on. I would, love to, I would love to have my wife on. You should. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll do a couple show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, Jonathan, you, know, you, you can bring Blake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put any ideas in his head, man. We'll get jealous. Sorry, oh, I had to do that. <laughs> that. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, Lady Killer, m- my wife had sort of sold it as almost uh, like Madman meets Dexter. That's, mm. a, good, that's a good pitch. But I, it's not i was imagining that the you know the she gets her sort of psycho killer stuff out in that serial killer form but then especially with all the covers the way they're they're drawn it looks sure. almost like they're you know just psycho killer kind of stuff but she's not a psycho killer. but she's, she's not she's an assassin. actual yeah she's an assassin contract killer and it's it, it definitely reminds not definitely not tone wise, but uh, the look of it reminds me of Archer, the TV series. Hmm. Uh, Joelle Jones is really good. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah, this was um, the first work that I I you know saw from her uh, back when this was coming out. And the like issues were like stupidly hard to find. It, it was just, like, ridiculous. Like, if you didn't pre-order it, you weren't going to have it. Um, because, you know, it's like a small little uh, thing from Dark Horse. Not a lot of people are going to order it. 
uh, but this book is is amazing on you know all levels from the writing all the way to the gorgeous gorgeous art um, Joel Jones just knows how to you know uh, create a comic I can't remember the first time I came across Joel Jones but I know the most recent before this I think was on that Supergirl miniseries Supergirl being super right I think she did the art on that and it was really good yeah so. yeah I think this was in she's really good at choreographing scenes also yeah. just so many of these like particularly the last one when she has the kitchen knives mm. and, and they they don't want to use the guns against her so she just mows everybody yeah. down it's awesome it's impressive to say the least yeah it's it's a great book it, uh, about a kick-ass you know lady uh, killer um, <laughs> you know it who uh, Joel Jones manages to draw uh, all the women, and especially um, her, you know, very sexy, but still uh, badass and empowered. Um, and you know, that's kind of hard to do nowadays. Well, not really. Um, it's just not done right frequently. There, <laughs> there, that's the, that's what I'm looking for exactly. Um, I don't know, man. I I love this book. I hadn't read it since you know, whenever it came out. Um, but I'm glad I got to read it again because it's just. So, amazing. My only complaints about this book are, and they're they're nitpicks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know put a little asterisk next to this. I understand why they did it. Was the the whoever she works for? You don't get a whole heck of a lot of that. Mm -hmm. This is a very fast paced story. Yeah. It so you don't get any background, any real backstory of how, and that's fine. But it definitely, as I was going, I was like. I need to know a lot more about what's going on, and I and I'm assuming that starts to get answered in the second volume, right? I, you know what? Unfortunately, I started to Nick. pick it up. I know, I know. Vanessa, but you're I, up. I, yeah, <laughs> Vanessa, where are you? Help me. <laughs> uh, it's I, I I agree, but I think that this is a good example of it being done well, where yes. it makes me want to go back and figure that stuff out yeah. because a lot of times when when that sort of stuff is glossed over uh i could care less but particularly with this one you get little bits of mm -hmm. it party when um she's in the uh the contract killer office mm -hmm. and she Stel yeah she's Stelheim got the file yeah Stelman. and she the they've got the file on her where she's the little yeah. girl who's the contract killer also so you get little glimpses so even if my my thing was even if this hadn't gone past five issues that would have been a good yeah yes. point i agree and like i said it's more of a nitpick it, it's just because i started getting kind of like so into what i was reading i was like i need to know a lot yeah. more about sure. this yeah this I, I do too that's going on here in in the 60s yeah yeah you know? what, what i love is since it takes place in the 60s there's a lot of like stereotypes like oh women should just be working and you know that's how she gets treated but like most of, uh, or at least most of the contractors that we see in this volume are like women <laughs> you yeah. know it's like oh yeah you're just a, a housewife but no they're like probably the most dangerous people that you're gonna see and that was one thing too when uh particularly uh what's his face says um oh, he's like so oh pretty. you're the only woman under you know you're the only woman that i've got and mm -hmm. then he's clearly got other women mm -hmm. that you know that he works with 
it makes you wonder how much of this whole contract business is actually run by the men or carried out by the women. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the, you know, the lengths that she goes to to kill people, you know, like se- selling those... Uh, um, Avon stuff. Right. Yeah. Avon <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and especially at the end. At too. the end, it's like, oh, someone from Avon's knocking and she just closes the door on them. It's just like perfect way to tie, um, you know, tie the bow out at a perfect story. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. You know, when I, when I first read the introduction at the beginning of this book, um, I, I didn't... I didn't want to read this story, you know. Uh, I think I've said before, I'm not a serial killer kind of guy. Yeah. And in in the introduction, I am. Uh, in the introduction to this, you know, um, Joel was talking about the differences um, between men and women with their killing habits, <laughs> you know, their murder habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, man, I just don't. I really don't want to read this, but. It, it it only took me a few pages to really understand, okay, well, it's not serial killer, it's contract killer, and I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> then it's just, hey, man, gotta, gotta make make the money, pay the you bills. Make ends meet somehow, you know? right? It's not personal, you know? It's just work. Um, so, I, you know, and, and, and dude, Joel Jones's art, um, is amazing. I mean, I, I I love it. She's she's one of my favorite artists, and I think that this time period really works well for her too. And she's um, got to draw hair so well. <laughs> well, one thing that I was I particularly was the colors, just yeah, the color palettes that we were yep. used, particularly on all the covers. They're so gruesome, and the yeah. the blood isn't just the. Uh, red blood it's a dark red it's yeah it's almost black. always black it's a pink it's all these different things yeah. laura allred she did such a good job on this i think yeah um for volume two i believe it's a different colorist oh, uh, yeah but but still we look good still yeah still good uh still really really good um but yeah there's there's something about joel jones's art that's just it's captivating um it's she's another one of those artists where i think that you know you kind of want to linger on the pages you know and and even in the storytelling i thought you know for for this being you know um her first um was self-produced creation even though i mean she she collaborated with uh was it jamie, jamie rich, rich. Yeah, I think Jamie Rich like helped her outline with, stuff. Yeah, uh, with plotting and stuff like that. But amazing job. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's yeah. a I mean, it's a great read. It's a great comic. Um, I, I have nothing but praise for this book. I loved everything about it. Well, speaking of your dislike for uh, serial killers, my wife loves serial killers, and she also loves <laughs> feminism. So <laughs> when she found out about See? this, she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's all so, rolled uh, into one." You know, like anytime, uh, Bitch Planet. She picked up Bitch Planet. Great book. Uh, yeah, exactly. Did Did she watch that new show, Mindhunter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was gonna, I was just about to say because I didn't want to butcher the name. Uh, she's also an avid My Favorite Murder <gasps> listener. I love those of you who Karen Kilkerkoff and. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. So uh, shout out to my favorite murder. But uh, (laughs) this is 
what after reading this, it's so obvious that she would have picked this one. Georgia Hartstark <laughs> has, uh, you know, her hairstyle actually from My Favorite Murder. Mm. She does yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I love that show. Anyway, um, but and and that was one thing that I would be really interested in checking out in the second volume is that. You, you definitely get some of the more uh, feminist uh, leanings in the earlier part of the arc, but not so much in the end. Uh, I think maybe they were just trying to write wrap it up, you know, a little more, a uh, little faster than they had time to do it. But I'd be really curious to see. It's yeah. good. Any more? Shall we rate it? Yeah. Yep. What'd you guys? Yo, five, dude. Come on. It's five for me. Five, five, yeah, sweet. It's, it's tough. Hey. Not to, pick, to pick, go. pick, pick it up. So. All right, uh, trivia time, Roger. Trivia time. Meow, meow. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay, that works. <laughs> 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 okay, so in honor of Johnny. Oh, okay. I love gonna, things in gonna, honor of me. We're gonna do Damien trivia. <laughs> oh, great, God. I, why? <laughs> Spoke a little too soon there, huh? <laughs> so first we'll uh, we'll cover the basis for last week. Uh, <coughs> man, what are we giving away? Sinestro Core yeah, War. Sinestro Core War. You and got a, a, a pack of Thrawn, Sideways, and Invincible. Yes. Okay. So winner uh, and the the question was what was the first appearance of Sinestro? Yep. Green Lantern number seven, volume two. Um didn't have a whole lot of responses, but uh, I think that was a tougher question too. He like might have been a cool. little tricky. Yeah, yeah maybe. You still Google know. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the winner of the comics last week, Nathan Armantrout. Congratulations, oh, right. and the winner of the graphic novel Snitch Core War, Nelson Carvalho. Nice. Um, Shout out to Nelson. So yeah, we'll get those out to you, Nathan. You can come pick them up. Um, all right, so uh, Damien trivia. Great. Um, let's see. <laughs> when was Damien's first appearance? Okay, wait. This is a when was question. it is. I, I'll say I'll, I'll be more specific. When was Damien's first non-canon appear, appear, appearance? Uh, it was like the eighties, wasn't it? Eighty-seven. Yeah. Yes. Uh. God, this sucks. Birth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the Demon? Grant Morris. Something, it's son Grant Morris. Of, yeah. Son of the Grant Demon. Son of the Demon. Yeah. And then after that, he appeared in several non-canon stories, but he was a nameless infant. Mm. So, he should have stayed that. What was his first? <laughs> is canon? Is that on there? That's, that's, that's the next question. <laughs> but he just said <laughs> Was it 2000? I don't know. I didn't write down the date, so you can give me the issue. Oh, snap. Oh, I know. It was 2006, though. <laughs> Who wrote it? Uh, the issue of Oh, I'm Batman? pretty sure it was yeah. it was Grant Morrison. He brought Graham him back. Because there were several other writers that had brought him uh, in, in non-canon stories. But Grant Morrison was the one who said, he said, nope, this is what it's going to be. As Robin or just as Damien? Like, fully named? Uh, no, well, it was Batman six fifty five. Okay, the first issue of the Batman and Son, and I did not. 
I'm pretty sure it was Grant Morrison. I didn't I didn't write that down. I think it was. Well, his first appearance is Robin. Six fifty-six. Close. Fifty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Six fifty-seven. So the second issue, Johnny, you should be all over these. You know what my favorite appearance of Damien was? The one where he died. Batman Incorporated number eight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hold on. I'll get to you. All right. Team affiliations. Go. Teen, Teen Titans. Titans. Batman. Uh, and Robin. Super Sons. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. League of Assassins. League of Assassins. Uh, yeah, you got all the others. Uh, in what issue was Damien killed? Batman Incorporated number eight, thank God, but they brought him back too soon. Yeah, in which issue was he resurrected? Uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Batman and Batman Robin. Robin. Hunt for Robin. That was the title of yeah. the story arc. Yeah. Sorry, Hunt for Robin. Um, number four. Issue number. Oh. It was like thirty four? something. Forty? Thirty something? Yeah. Was good. Good. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yes. Yeah. Thirty-seven. Uh, Bam. Yeah. Bam. Nice go. Twenty-six was the silent issue. That was so a was great like, art yeah. too, dude. So it was like it was like ten issues I remember. So yeah. That was yeah. That was a great art. I need to get that omnibus from you, Roger. The yeah. Batman and Robin omnibus with yeah. Tomasi and Gleason. Yeah. I can make that I happen. The uh, <laughs> Batman Inc. omnibus has like you know how they had fill-in artists for Batman Inc. The omnibus has all of Chris Burnham art, I think. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> One of the shorter deaths in comics is only a year. God. You know, what my, <laughs> yeah. you know what my problem is? I remember us talking about this because at the same time, Death of the Family was popping off. They yeah. missed a huge right, right, right. opportunity not having the Joker kill Damien and just having it be random. It was yeah. Leviathan, as, right? As oh, an yeah. aside. It wasn't yeah. even like there was no major tease for it. Nothing. Yeah, that it made me mad. When it was, yeah. yeah, when he died. When Yeah, that and made me mad. That arc? That yeah, made me mad. What? And there was that whole thing where Grant Morrison was like, I'm the only person that's going to take him out. Right. Because uh, I brought, Death yeah, of the I brought him into this world. I'm gonna, t- I'll take him out. <laughs> Death of the Family ended in issue 17, and then the silent issue was issue 18, mm-hmm. the I Requiem. Yeah, yeah, that was issue 18. Uh, like, you could have waited. Uh, they yeah. missed a huge opportunity to really like make Death of the Family have some huge impact. Yeah. Right, and I, I think that that just boiled down to politics. Yeah, in internal, com- you know, yeah. company politics at the time. Um, who knows? We'll we'll probably learn in thirty years. You know. All right. So, uh, listener question this week: uh, If you want to win, uh, you know, some some OK comics or a killer, pun intended, no, no <laughs> graphic novel. Um, Shout out to Nick for wearing the uh, yeah the ACP shirt. Love it. We should probably wear ours. <laughs> I have worn it to work. Nice. Um, okay, yeah. So if you, if you want to win, send uh, or answer the following question. Um, is this easy? If you have to Google this, shame. Um, who is Damian Wayne's mother? Oh. Got if you're it. not sure, just back the show up. So, did we? I didn't even say. That's funny. <laughs> this is a quiz if 30, you've been paying 30 attention. second rewind 30 second rewind right wake up okay yeah so if you if you if you know or can back up and find out the name of Damian Wayne's mother uh, do it and send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com alright that brings us to the end of the show wait Roger has the announcement right? oh that's right yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so um, Teresa has finished migrating all of the subscriptions um, over to the, the new system. Um, everybody who's come in today, I've tried to, to take a minute with to go over their pools and everything, how it's going to work. I still just, last step, I need to set up an email address um, for you to send changes to. I will do that this week, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, as of um, as of next week, we should be 100% on this new system. Come and see me. Come see me. Pick up your pulls. We'll straighten out the new stuff. And yeah, and they can add new stuff to their poll. Yep. Yeah. Johnny, did we have any new, review, new reviews? I checked, and we did not. Okay, that's, yeah. uh, I, I, that's a shame. I wanted to say that that year in review episode still on the the uh, feed. If anyone hasn't checked it out yet, it's it's yeah. up there. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Please give us a new review. I love reading those. Yeah, make it good. Yeah, <laughs> put some put some creativity into it, guys. Put some thought into it. Um, if you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. And if you want to go above and beyond, go to Patreon.com/slash/AllStarComicsPodcast. Get on as little as a dollar, three dollars, get you the exclusive Multiversity University uh, episodes, which are going to be at the end of this episode once yep. again. Yep. So stay tuned. And we uh, just yeah, we just dropped a whole bunch of them on the the Patreon two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Weeks Maybe I was a little late. Larry had to remind me. Oh, that they weren't up. But <laughs> they were in the Dropbox, right? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, they were there. Well, you were it, it only yeah. took me. Yeah. Well, we had yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on. I think that was <laughs> yeah. life got in the, the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fun. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, they're they're all there now. So cool. if you want to uh, uh, keep up with everything at the shop, like Horizon Comics on Facebook. Follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to keep up with Nick, uh, you can find me at Tropico Middle School. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a teacher. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Right, 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 right. Right. Clarify that. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that might be some important just information. In a van <laughs> down by the school. Jeez. Uh, if you want to keep up with uh, all things Johnny, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four. Matt. The Hydra 5-5 on everything. I am at St. Jonathan. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Tonight, we are going to be doing an overview of the year 1940. And a couple of interesting things happened in 1940. You might remember that when we talked about the founding of Timely Comics and their first comic, uh, Marvel Comics Number 1, that that material was not actually produced by Timely Comics. It was produced by a company called Funnies Incorporated, who were basically hired by Martin Goodman to produce this comic. Well, once he saw how well it was selling, and uh, the first couple of issues combined sold about 900,000 copies, so they were selling close to half a million copies apiece, he decided that it was worthwhile to go ahead and have have his own in-house comic division. So what he did is he hired away from Funnies Incorporated one of their writers and artists, a guy named Joe Simon. Now, Joe Simon, uh, when he came to work for Timely, and then basically he became the editor-in-chief as well as the chief writer, um, he also brought along with him a an up-and-coming young comic artist named Jack Kirby. And so the two of them began writing and drawing comics that would become some of the famous Timely comics, um, including... 
and especially Captain America, which uh, we're going to talk about on another episode. Another interesting thing, though, that happened at that same time was that someone who was the... uh, who was related to Martin Goodman. Actually, his uncle worked for Martin Goodman, and his aunt was Martin Goodman's wife, Jean Goodman. Uh, A young man named Stanley Lieber uh, was hired by Goodman and by Simon to be an assistant uh, at Timely Comics. He started off by doing things like filling the inkwells for the artists and getting their lunch and doing some proofreading and stuff like that. Uh, But of course, he would later come to write his own comic stories and end up going by the name of Stan Lee. Now, a couple of other important things happened in 1940 as well. First of all, there was a comic that came out by a company called MLJ Publications called Pep Comics Number 1. Now, the thing that was important about Pep Comics Number 1 is that it had a hero known as The Shield. And The Shield was the first specifically patriotic superhero. He had a uniform that was based on the American flag, um, and he basically fought against uh, people who were considered enemies of America. And essentially, he ended up forming a lot of the inspiration for Captain America himself. Now, The Shield never was as popular as Captain America, uh, but without The Shield, uh, who knows if we actually would have had Captain America. Uh, Another comic that came out that was really important in 1940 was Detective Comics number 38. And the reason that was important is because that is the first appearance of Robin. And not only is it the first appearance of Robin, but it's the first appearance of any kind of a teenage sidekick. Now, Robin proved to be so important and so popular uh, among the readers that it inspired a lot of imitators. And so other superheroes began getting teenage sidekicks as well. And for a while, it became kind of the norm. If you were a superhero, you had to have a teenage sidekick. So many of the newer superheroes that came along after 1940 came along with their own sidekicks from their very first story. Now, another important comic uh, in 1940 was All-Star Comics number 3. And the reason that was so important is because that was the first appearance of the Justice Society of America, which is the first superhero team. So all of the superhero teams that have come along since then, the Justice League, the Avengers, the Defenders, uh, whoever it might be, they all really owe their existence to the Justice Society and to All-Star Comics number 3. Now, the lineup of the Justice Society changed over the years uh, because DC ended up adopting an editorial position that a a character that had his own title could not actually be in the Justice Society. This is why Superman was just an honorary member, Batman was an honorary member, and Wonder Woman was just the secretary of the Justice Society. Um, Now, that wasn't necessarily that way at first, although that's what they ended up going with, but the first lineup of the Justice Society was The Flash, of course, the Jay Garrick Flash of the Golden Age, uh, the Alan Scott Green Lantern, uh, the Spectre, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, the Hourman, the Sandman, not the Sandman that we know from Vertigo, but the, uh, the Golden Age Wesley Dodd Sandman, the Adam and Johnny Thunder. 
Now, Johnny Thunder was maybe never really all that popular, but it's nice to to mention him and see that he was back there in that very first issue of the Justice Society because of the fact that he seems to be playing a more important role in the current uh, run on Doomsday Clock. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Now, another interesting comic that came out in 1940 was by Fawcett Publications, and this was a title called Master Comics, and it had a, a superhero named Masterman in it. Now, the reason Masterman was interesting was because he was almost identical to Superman. And so he was kind of like the Wonder Man that Fox had tried to pull off and that DC had sued over and gotten Fox to pull that. Well, DC did the same thing. When Masterman came out, uh, DC ended up uh, filing a lawsuit against Fawcett, and Fawcett immediately agreed to pull uh, Masterman, and so uh, Masterman was never heard from again. Again. Um, so a lot of interesting things did happen in 1940, but a couple of the more interesting ones that did happen in 1940, uh, I would say the most interesting one, was the creation of a character known as Captain Marvel. And we won't talk about him on the next episode. On the next episode, I want to talk about a couple of um, issues that I want to bring up that will help to understand what was going on uh, with Captain Marvel. Uh, but we will definitely talk about his creation since he was the best-selling character of the Golden Age. Thank you for joining us, and please join us next time as we discuss a, kind of a potpourri of issues, I guess you could say.